0: It's, like butter. Hey,
1: it's me. He didn't, why, why didn't Butters watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> why not? Remember, remember what he said. He goes, I don't like that show. There's too much gay wiener in it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> wiener,
0: wiener, wiener, yeah. wiener, wiener. Oh my goodness! He should have had his own show. He might still might after they cancel South Park. He should cancel he should. it, or they finish it and they oh, might okay. spin off. So with about to say, Butters show
1: PC culture is going to cancel South Park. I'm going to go on and bullet in the head
0: like <laughs> take no, seriously
1: like they're like the last beacon of hope
0: they are they they are they've never specific. changed no like, they, they get I mean, everybody
1: if anyone should be mad at them it's you and me because they've had individual episodes where they go after jews yes and redheads
0: yes the gingers
1: and i love them i love them
0: i know i love it too i, I, I they I can make fun enough, of me anytime. They can make fun of me because yeah. I, I have a sense of humor, and I like jokes. And I
1: love – Who told you that?
0: I, who? Who told you you had a sense of humor? Uh, myself? John Travolta? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> John Travolta has a sense of humor. No, I, I, I mean, I like making fun – and I love stereotypes. They're so funny to me. I like them because a lot of people say, you know, I don't like stereotypes. I love stereotypes.
1: I do. Would you consider Fred Durst a stereotype?
0: Of what? It, of white people?
1: Well, okay. <laughs> He's a stereotypical... Like, he kind of created a genre of stereotypes. Right?
0: It was a fad, though. They don't do that anymore.
1: Dude, he made a movie. He Not
0: about himself. <laughs>
1: He's in it. I mean, but he put himself but, in it, though.
0: He didn't put himself in it physically. Yeah. But I would imagine with the movie Fred Durst made... uh, it was, you know, with Devin Sawa in it, John Travolta in it, and Fred Durst, they're all very popular in different points in time. And they probably dealt with a lot of the themes in the movie, which is a super fan who bore lions on the stalker. And stuff like that. So they probably have stories of like, oh, people are trying to stalk me. Where is the line? How professional do you have to be? Yeah. What if somebody shows up at your doorstep? Something like that.
1: I can't believe you said it's movie of the decade.
0: Movie of the decade. The fanatic. The fanatic. See, that's
1: news. You said we, there was no news today. There's, no, there, there, news. there's
0: news. Well, we are, we are here on uh, the Unbalanced Note podcast. We are on Spotify now. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Brian Kluger with BoomstickComics.com and highdefdigest.com and of course the uh, the the Cocker to my Joe.
1: Oh, oh, oh Jacob Douglas man. is here with us. Dude, I, Joe Cocker is. I would strive to. He's he's
0: incredible. He he's he's uh He's with a little help from my friends. He's part of that. See? I just
1: want the boots he wore at Woodstock. You remember those? Those, like,
0: American flag boots? I think it was just
1: blue with stars it's on it. it. I think yeah. there was
0: red in it, too. Was there? Yeah.
1: Whatever. I no, it. it was
0: so good. So our main event today, of course, we know this is our show about music, but the, we are um, talking about Joe Cocker for my, our main event but of course, like always, we have a little bit of news for you. We have our one-hit wonder. We have our song question, and of course, we are doing a new uh, a new topic each week. We're going to talk about a classic album.
1: Two topics.
0: Yes, two two big topics. Well, three topics actually, because if you count the one-hit wonder.
1: No, no, there's you're missing one though. We're gonna. You said you wanted to talk about a band. That we thought people might oh, not know yes. about. Oh yes,
0: yeah. We have we, we're a new format. Holy See, shit! Good I,
1: thing I'm. I am. The, I am the Joe to your Cocker.
0: You are the you. You the, is that what you said? Or I said what the a, Cocker to my Joe. Whatever
1: Cocker Spaniel.
0: Yeah, Cocker's. We just like saying the word Cock. 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 Uh, play with this and ball. Play with these these balls. And stroke it. Um, so
1: you never know, Brian. You, you, never, you know never know when you're gonna need two dollars.
0: <laughs> you do, You <laughs> never know. You yeah, have two dollars. Thank you, mother, uh, for giving me two dollars every now and then, just in case.
1: Does your mom listen
0: to the show? I try. I, I try to get
1: my mom too. She goes, "Why the fuck you live with me now? Why would I listen to that?" You,
0: I seriously doubt my mother knows how to do a podcast. <laughs>
1: you could set. You could show her though.
0: I could. I don't know if she would. She might like it you know I what know.
1: I got a fucking great
0: idea That's a, a great we idea. need to have
1: our moms on, on the podcast.
0: The can we please do that
1: we could simultaneously would be even better right because no, then they be could great. go oh, my son is such an idiot <laughs> and then they could relate right both of them and we all we'd all four be at this table right they
0: would just start telling stories and I was like oh mother what are you doing yeah we yeah, could yeah. do that
1: it would be I, I'm let's, just already seeing the com- that's that's gonna be the first video one let's too. yeah let's do that I'm already picturing it in my head I like this mom so coming do it. up with I'll give her a weed brownie too. Ma-
0: mama mama mama's sick <laughs> we,
1: we could we could give them both a weed brownies
0: <laughs> we can <laughs> huh
1: that's me that's cruel as be, that'd be, that'd be to senior citizens to do that though
0: my mom's had edibles
1: yeah but we wouldn't tell them
0: oh no we would have to tell no, them. No, 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 drug no. Our mothers yeah
1: totally okay i'll drug your mom you, <laughs> can, drug mo- you can drug my mom <laughs> It'd
0: be different can high five yeah <laughs> all right this You're, is gonna be the best one this ever This sounds good this sounds good this can must we, be the is this
1: that? the 20th one feels like it's there's some special magic happening right now is this the tw- we've got to be over 20
0: I think we're over 20. Okay. Yeah.
1: Maybe it's 30 then.
0: It's not number 30.
1: Feels good though. It does feel
0: good. It's a good vibe. It's good to be here. Yeah. We have I have a little bit of news for you though, Jacob. Are you excited? No. So, <laughs> did you know that John Fogerty finally found peace with his late brother Tom? Well, I thought his brother was dead. No, that's why I said late brother. Oh, okay. But he finally found peace and with his late brother. <laughs>
1: just recently <laughs> he just recently yeah, his brother died in like the 70s
0: it's interesting well that's like one of the big stories right now
1: i saw something where he just recently i think got ownership of some of those early ccr songs cuz i know he didn't he his
0: he well his brother died in 1990 and he never really reconciled
1: with oh him. his brother died in 90 yeah i didn't th- i thought he died earlier on than
0: that so it's uh it's, it's it's interesting just to see like how like why he did it and why he wanted to do it finally because that guy's your brother,
1: yeah. I mean, well, family, you know. Whatever. Think about the fucking Everly Brothers or the Kinks, you right? Know? They fucking hated each other. The Chris Robinson, Rich Robinson, Black Crows, but Beach Boys, never hated each other. fuck did yeah, they, they did. They did.
0: Oh yeah. Hmm. Well, there you go. But they were
1: hanging out with Manson. <laughs> you know what they i mean they were hanging out with manson yeah and manson they,
0: went to go look for them
1: and they yeah they stole his songs yeah there you go allegedly what Oh, uh, uh, i just allegedly. thought of something weird though talking about ccr because you know how they remember in the 80s when he got sued for sounding like himself yeah okay it's weird that it's,
0: which that's still But well, you can kind
1: of joke right that like ccr kind of wrote the same song over and over
0: here and there right
1: yeah, CCR, ACDC, same kind of formula in the name, right? Just letters. Yeah, like
0: it's still kind of the same. It's kind music. of the same music, yeah,
1: over and over again, right? What's up with this?
0: What's is this? A conspiracy? <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's weird, man.
1: Is there another band that's like that? XTC? Does all their shit sound the same?
0: I don't know. I would say like. Twisted Sister kind of sounds? No,
1: but that's not... Now you're missing. I know it's just letters, but I mean, oh, like...
0: the letter. Okay. Like, it's just... I-N-X-S?
1: In yeah. Oh, man, that's good. Similar. <laughs> we're on to something. We're, we're
0: on to something. Right? Am I wrong with that?
1: No, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that one. Okay. Because, I mean, every band... I mean, Joe Cocker is just letters.
0: What about I mean, CKY? See? It's <laughs> <laughs> ICP? Oh, ZZ <laughs> Z- <Z> Top. <laughs>
1: now we've lost it again. We've lost it. But I, th- I don't know. Maybe I'm. I'm really high.
0: Oh well, good. Yeah. Good. Um, new bit of news, which I know you're very excited about. That's not news. Post Malone and Ozzy Osbourne do a duet. What happened? And why are you excited, Jacob?
1: Well, I'm not, and neither is Ozzy. He probably didn't even know he did it. <laughs>
0: Who's 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 the guy, Sharon?
1: When I read that, well, that's who did. it. That's my impression. Sharon Sharon is the one who pulled the strings on that one. Because isn't she on like the fucking View or something? I don't know. She's on some one
0: of those talk shows. Yeah, if she still is. So she's
1: in the. She's the fucking like current event. You know, up to date. Because she's always you know her dad is you know Mister Music Industry and she was you know fucking saved Ozzy and like you know turned his career around. Yeah. So she's in the music business more than he is you know he's the fucking puppet. Right. he's the puppet you know? yeah like she's the fucking behind the scenes you know quasi-politician character and the, right. the fucking she's the she's the business muscle o- you, Ozzy probably never worked out his own contract
0: I just so the new song is called take what you want and it's Ozzy Osborne and Post Malone it's gotta
1: be I, I have no interest in even listening to that even though I absolutely love Ozzy I'm mad about that that what well, that he would do that. Like f- for example, you know who Zach Wilde is, right? Yes. Okay. So he he has this band called he has his band Black Label Society. Yes. And they kind of came out Right around when the Limp Biscuits of the world and I
0: actually own Black Label Society CDs.
1: Okay, so you know, yeah. what, so you yeah. probably know what I'm about to say. Okay, he all he would just constantly every show, any interview he did, he would rail on Fred Durst.
0: Right, Limp Biscuit
1: sucks dick. He'd say that. <laughs> he'd say that during the songs, and you know, mm-hmm. but What Post Malone is kind of like the Fred Durst of this era, little time period, and. In music, where it's horse shit. Right. It's the same thing, right? You just replace the hat with a face tattoo.
0: Right. I guess you know it, what it, I mean?
1: Like, it looks like a child scribble scrabbled on this dude. Just, <laughs> right? Like, who the fuck, who, the, who, to tattoo like barbed wire across your head, it's like, oh, hmm, is that supposed to mean like you're Jesus or something?
0: I don't know. Maybe well what is that? Thorn? I don't know. He's insane and weird. And no
1: insane insane is the term you like Charles Manson was insane. Insane, yes. You know what I mean? Because insane is kind of well, implies in, post that Post Malone is the, stupid. There you go. Yeah. because yeah, in, insane kind of implies weird I like. Yeah, and stupid a, a, I don't like. There's a coolness in insane right. to the to yeah. the madness, you know. There's yeah. a quasi redeemable well not that Charles Manson really redeemable, but he's a lot cooler than fucking post Malone, Malone. man. Post Malone's going to kill more people with ignorance than Charles Manson could have ever killed.
0: That, Charles Manson didn't kill anybody.
1: Physicality. Yeah. yeah. He
0: manipulated them. Um, another interesting bit of news. Judas Priest Rob Halford is releasing Celestial. Christmas album. It's a Christmas That's album. That's right. I read about
1: this. Yes. <laughs> that, it, that This is going to be great. So
0: will it be, will it be like Motorhead's Christmas album or Twisted Sister's Fine Christmas with that, album? dude.
1: Run Run Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, I'm I'm excited about that. I will
0: buy it. I don't I like, like Christmas I don't even
1: like Christmas music. But although, but although me and you are both fans of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yes, we are. And that's technically We've seen them live together. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. we haven't seen them oh, live no, together. We, haven't. we were at the same show. We were at the same show. Yeah, yeah but that's we didn't true. we didn't go together. Correct. We will, maybe this year we can go. Yeah, if
0: they if they I'll have to home, I'll have
1: to mask it up. Mask it up. That'll, I'll just go dressed as Santa Claus. Yes. <laughs> the
0: mask. <laughs>
1: yeah. Six Santa
0: I like that, Do, Like a heavy metal Santa, who yeah. cosplay
1: that? I'll just go as Halford. I'm already bald. Yeah, there go. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what I'll do. That's it. I'll go, I'll go as uh, Halford.
1: Halford instead of red, instead of a uh, black leather, though. I'll wear red and green leather. That Fe- would
0: be so good.
1: Festive garb and a gimp mask. Ooh, so no germs.
0: In, in a- <laughs> I like that. What a
1: great idea. that. I like that, that. That's going to be badass. But it might be cool ripping, you know, like Trans Siberian. Uh, you know, guitar-heavy Christmas songs. I would think. It, what if it's just Rob Halford and a piano? Like,
0: I mean, kind of like a lounge thing. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Yeah, dude. And then, yeah, It'll know. be. I'm. This will be cool. I like this. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna see if. If there's anybody going to be on it with him,
1: slow news day, my
0: ass. Yeah, has assembled a lineup of family and friends for Celestial, his second album of holiday tunes, going to be released what? October over 18th. He has a he already had an, a Christmas album. What the fuck? I didn't know that. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So the LP will feature heavy metal versions of Deck the Halls, oh, Cool," heavy Away metal. in a Manger, Joy to the World. There are also four original compositions called Donner and Blitzen, Morning Star, Protected by the Light.
1: I am blown away that Rob Halford <laughs> wrote three Christmas songs. <laughs> I am I'm the metal god, right? <laughs> yes. Wrote, has two Christmas albums.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy. So Howard's brother Nigel will play drums. His nephew Alex uh, will play bass, and his sister will play the bells. And then guitarist Robert Jones and John Blakely will play things. That
1: is absolutely incredible that his family is doing this with him. It's and that so is, cool. I am, I have to fucking get this.
0: So you can hear you can hear the lead track Donner and Blitzen already. It's available for pre order. Um, and it will be available on LP and digital download. But it will also come with complimentary merchandise, including puzzles, Christmas sweaters, and prayer candles. Oh, my God. I love Rob
1: Halford. Holy <laughs> shit. And you, and you just got arguably the best uh, yeah, Judas Priest Judas album. Judas Priest album. Yeah, Sad Wings of Destiny. It's, that's a fucking awesome one. I love Painkiller. That's my favorite Judas Priest album. That's
0: so good.
1: Wow, that's crazy. Wow, that's that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, the Judas awesome. pre
0: singer previously released the holiday-themed Halford Three Winter Songs in 2009.
1: I had no clue. I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> Dude, I might actually do Christmas this year.
0: Halford also contributed his voice to the tale of Frosty, Frosty the Snowman in 2015 holiday podcast that told the story of Frosty's lesser-known idiot cousin, Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh, interesting enough. Holy shit the singer will rejoin his Judas Priest bandmates for a 2020 European tour alongside Ozzy Osbourne. They're Full opening circle. they're opening for Ozzy uh, beginning January 31st with and
1: Post Malone will be there.
0: Yep. Fuck. So you'll hear Celestial is the title track number 1 then Donner and Blitzen God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen Away in a Manger Morning Star Deck the Halls Joy to the World O Little Town of Bethlehem Hark the Herald Angels Sing uh, the first Noel, good King winselis and protected by the light, and I'm all in.
1: Yeah, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I don't even like I don't even like Christmas, but now I'm kind of excited.
0: Now you're excited.
1: Yeah, just about that. I hope it comes out in October.
0: It's so good
1: before Christmas. Before Christmas, I can be ready. I already know these songs. Losers. You think they'll be playing that in like the Gap? Around holiday time, you God, know? Do you think so? It'd be fucking incredible. That'd be
0: crazy. All right. So that that's our little bit of news today. That's let's, it. Let, yeah. Let's let, let's move on. Let's let's go to the um. Let's let's go to fuck it. Let's do our new our, our new segment of introducing you to a band that you don't know about yet, but we want to tell you about.
1: Don't be so snobbish, Brian. You, the, People might know this these bands that we
0: mentioned? Really?
1: Could very possible. That church the band we're going to talk about, I almost said it. I watched their video, you know, on uh, the YouTube.
0: I've watched a few videos. But I
1: love the one for a uh, Cold Sweat.
0: Cold Sweat is such a good uh, and oh it's, God, I think it's, so it's up
1: to, I think it's almost got a million views now, which is fucking I mean, for a band like that to have a million views is killer.
0: It is insane. So, of course, we're talking about the band we want to introduce you to. This is our new segment. A band we're going to introduce you to, which we hope kind of
1: uh, you should go listen to these. Go ones.
0: listen to these. Go buy their albums if you can find them online. But the, the band is called Church of the Cosmic Skull. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they are, um, they're, they're, they only have a couple of albums already, right? I
1: think just they just, have two. Just two, right? Yeah, I think they. I think they've got two. So, how do you describe them? I can describe them exactly to a T. I'm, I'm glad you asked, my okay, friend. Okay, good, good. Because it would take two, two of, one of my favorite bands ever, and then another band I really, really like a lot. So, if you took Thin Lizzy, uh huh, and ELO, okay, and went bam, you know, forged them together, yeah, that's what it sounds like.
0: Which are two excellent bands.
1: Fantastic. I love Thin Lizzy. Thin
0: Lizzy and ELO.
1: Thin Lizzy would be in my top five. Of bands bands of all time? Absolutely. I love them.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. So, yeah, they just have two albums. Uh, Their most recent one is called Science Fiction.
1: Yeah, the cover's great.
0: But, you know, interesting. So, according to their website, they're described as a cult pop for fans of ELO. Oh, it says ELO on there. Deep Purple. Fleetwood Mac and Queen.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say they are kind of Queen-ish a little bit too because of the the man. So it's a they've got a vocal section, you know, two backup singers, two female backup singers. Right. The organ is heavy, but they yeah. don't really remind me of Deep Purple so much. Right.
0: Do, 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 hush, hush. Yeah.
1: Maybe early, early Deep Purple. Maybe yeah. They're not really as heavy. Fleetwood Mac because like of the the female vocal. Female. Vocals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear that too. Okay. Because the two, you know, right. Stevie Nicks and...
0: Yeah, it says, Piano and vintage synths have been introduced alongside the Hammond organ, electric cello, and six-part vocal harmonies, resulting in a sound that truly puts the ABBA in Sabbath.
1: Ooh! <laughs> wow,
0: they, they, they wrote that? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and they are like this... They have a, They have a gimmick. Right. You know, like they all kind of wear white and... They look like a cult.
0: Well, they look like... What's the band in Dallas? The... Um, oh, the Spree? The Spree. Nah, nothing like anything like but that. But, like, they wear... They kind of they like... They don't wear robes. No, they don't wear robes, I guess. No, they
1: just wear white. Yeah. They look like a cult. Yeah. Because okay. even on their website... You, when I bought the record, did you buy the record No, from I have
0: not yet. I because don't you have that, to get it from England, right? Yeah. Because I can't find it here. It was
1: fucked up, too, man. I think that one record... I also got a shirt from them. Yeah. I think it ended up costing for the record and the shirt, $60.
0: Jesus. Cause it was
1: $20 to ship it.
0: Right. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. But it was worth it. They're fucking awesome. They're really no. fucking good.
0: So their first album was called is Satan real? That's yeah. Is Satan real? And then the second one's called science fiction. And if you see like you hear is Satan real? Like I, so I think this band, they have a very similar sound in their songs where they're playing kind of like a riff and they go into the chorus and it, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. So that's kind of like the theme with them. But they they feel very organic to me. Oh, like yeah. It doesn't just,
1: sound – well, it is – I mean, it's obviously contrived. Uh-huh. But the music is very, very genuine sounding. Like it right. doesn't sound forced. Like they just – they created an, an image and a gimmick. It's like Ghost. Yes. Like that music sounds very, very natural, although it is a very thought-out, you know, methodical – presentation of a band yeah you know there's a production to it like they have a fucking element of visual appeal that they do right you know if they just went up there in fucking street clothes it wouldn't it really kind of probably wouldn't have the same effect but the music it's still really good
0: no they're they are so good they i mean i think jacob introduced you introduced them to me right yeah
1: i mean i showed i tried to show everybody that
0: so you, you go to their site and like their logo, their like thing is like this rainbow and it says Church of the Cosmic Skull and you look at them and they look like a Manson family but mm-hmm. all in white. But when you hear their music, it's like it's like upbeat and happy and...
1: The main guy's name is Brother
0: Bill. Yeah, bro, Brother Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, he, he
1: sent me a hand when I got the record from him. They, they had handwritten notes in each record. Right. And they were signed. They were signed by all the members of the delegation.
0: Yeah, it is uh, – and you look at them, and they they are excellent. And they're in England, and I just – I hope they come to the States and tour. They only have two albums, like I said. I think they're from Sweden. Are they Swedish? I, I think, thought they were England. I think they're from Sweden. They might be from Sweden. I will have to have. do my – UK, European tours? Yeah, I'm going to have to look at this. They're European. They're They're European. But – Look up the Church of the Cosmic Skull. Just specifically, look up the song "Cold Sweat." Look on up YouTube. Any of
1: them. Yeah, "Cold Sweat" is the that's the one that definitely. And "Cold Sweat" is even a Thin Lizzy song. A
0: rock group from Nottingham, England.
1: Okay, they're from England.
0: Fuck, yes. I, I
1: hate being wrong. <laughs> really, really. Chaps and they're my like become a
0: supergroup. And if you like look at any reviews of them or their albums, they're all like critically acclaimed, high praise of this band. And I just hope that they keep their theme as they get more popular yeah
1: and i hope more people start drinking the kool-aid
0: yeah because i want to drink the kool-aid i would drink kool-aid with them
1: brother bill if you're listening
0: (laughs) come on (laughs) oh my goodness it's 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 good stuff so yeah look them up cold sweat church of the cosmic skull you can go to their website church of the cosmic skull
1: don't be a bonehead
0: uh, com I believe. Let me look. Yeah. Nope. Just CosmicSkull.org, actually. CosmicSkull.org.
1: Someone took Church of the Cosmics. That was already taken.
0: Yep. CosmicSkull.org. Go to their site and buy their stuff.
1: And thank us later.
0: Thank us later. Yeah, seriously. You really will love it. um It's it's that good. Well, it, I'm gonna if read you're a
1: Post Malone fan, you will hate it. Oh, you're gonna play it?
0: Well, no, I'm not gonna like play it. Play it. I'm gonna. I'm going to the YouTube channel uh, to read the comment on it.
1: How many? I remember it. So the
0: the on their uh, Church of the Cosmic Skull official video posted by them uh, for the song Cold Sweat, the a very funny comment says Rob Zombie presents the Partridge Family.
1: <laughs> it's very uplifting.
0: It, it is. The band is pure gold. It's. Uh, it's crazy. One point three million views later, and it still oh, they're f- over a million. Okay, yeah. fuck, cool. All right, they, they one one almost one point four million. That's pretty crazy. That means YouTube sent them one hundred dollars. What you, seriously? Right? Uh, top comments, uh, the top comics, yeah. basically saying people are comparing them to Pink Floyd too, which is interesting. That song? Oh no, just the band. Oh okay. Yeah, I don't hear that at all. This is what the Manson family could have been, <laughs> somebody commented. Yeah, if they
1: put their energy into not killing pregnant women.
0: There yeah, there you go. Um interesting fact.
1: I should have got that fucking Roman Polanski.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah.
1: They'd have been heroes.
0: Interesting fact about the uh um this cold sweat video. Brother Bill doesn't blink in this video. So, Brother Bill might not blink. At all. Period. Yeah, there you go. Um, So yeah, Church of the Cosmic Skull. Please find out. Um, That is our first, uh, our first recommendation to you of a band that you probably don't know about. There you go. Probably don't Don't know about.
1: about. Yeah, can't can't tell people that you don't don't know know anything.
0: All right. That's that's that's
1: offensive. But I'm offended.
0: Are you offended? Not by that. All right. So now we're going to move on to our one hit wonder. Um, where we'd pick a one-hit wonder and we'd talk about, you know, why they're a one-hit wonder. But I uh, believe this one-hit wonder, this uh, podcast, this episode, um, is one of Jacob's favorites. It was released in 1993, and of course, I'm talking about No Rain, Blind Melon. I love, I love this band, and I love this song. You do?
1: People, what, th- what, Why do you love this song? I can remember hearing it for the first time. Like, as crazy as this is about to sound, I can remember when I first heard that song.
0: This is the one with the... The the, the the bumblebee. Correct. Yes.
1: And it's unfortunate that it just became, like, the overnight sensation that it was, because it's a really fucking good song. But it got crammed. I mean, you couldn't escape it for a brief period of time, right? Yeah. But I fucking love Blind Melon. I, I... I'm... People think that I'm joking sometimes when I tell them. They're like, "Who? Who's?" If, they, if I get into a conversation with someone about like underrated or underappreciated bands, or you know, n- a lot of '90s music gets shit on because it wasn't. A, I mean,
0: but so much of it is good, we right? I like a, a lot of them. right? Right, but
1: a, but for the decade, like yeah. the whole decade, if you were going to go to start naming about 20 great bands, yeah, you might run out kind of a lot quicker than you think, yeah. Um, but I, man, there's just something about that band when I when I heard that song, and then I got that CD.
0: Yeah,
1: just the first Blind Melon album. I was fucking blown away by it. I was like, this is one of the this is one of the coolest things I've ever heard. It's, I I love them. They're so good. They and was, did you
0: like this song?
1: I loved. I still love this song. I still I listen to this song. Most people probably can't stand it. <laughs> And I love it. I fucking love, I love this song. So
0: um, the song, it, you know, it, number one on the Billboard Hot 100 on a lot of stuff in Australia, and Canada, everywhere. And um, it received a ton of airplay on MTV because of the music video. The music video was directed by Samuel Bayer, who's directed maybe 100 or 200 music videos. He's only directed one movie, which was the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Interesting. <laughs> the one like was from 2010, uh, which nobody liked, and he hasn't done anything since. Maybe music videos. But that song was directed by Samuel – or that music video was directed by Samuel Bayer, and it featured, of course, B-Girl – Like the B, B a young tap dancer wearing a homemade B costume and large, large, uh, glasses. So, uh, very, very interesting.
1: You don't like this song?
0: No, I do like this song. I was about to, I was going to hit you. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, this song's been featured in tons of stuff. It was, I mean, it, it went crazy multi-platinum level, like. So do, I mean, do you still listen to Blind Melon? All this fucking time, dude. Really? I, they,
1: one of my favorite albums ever is their album Soup, which is the second, their second record. Yeah. I fucking love that album. Really? Absolutely, absolutely love that. would would even be a, a Desert Island yeah. album for me. Yeah. Just because of the, like, so with No Rain. Right, if you if you listen to the music, it's very like positive and it sounds happy. But if you the lyrics though, you're like, huh, this is a weird counterbalance. Right, it's push pull through the whole thing. The Shannon Hoon, the singer
0: of Blind Melon,
1: absolute genius, absolutely fucking brilliant.
0: Blind Melon, not to be confused with Blind Lemon. Correct. Okay. Uh, Do you know how many views this has on YouTube? The No Rain video. Yeah.
1: Okay, I will guess. I'm hoping it is a lot, and I think it is a lot—twenty million. More, more than twenty million. Yeah. Cool. All right.
0: Uh, just about thirty-five million.
1: Okay. Cool. That's <laughs> not. So that, I, I. I am not surprised actually, because I know there's a lot more people out there that. If you have you ever listened to that album? Like, actually listened to it recently? No. Okay. I have not. At some point in the next couple of days. Yeah. Do it. Listen to it, and okay. you, it, I I I guarantee you it'll blow your fucking mind. You will go, wow, this is one of the best albums I've ever fucking heard. All right, and then listen to Soup, and then Soup will replace that one. Okay, because I like both of them. Okay, and they had a third one. Uh, it was named after his daughter. I can't remember the name of it now. I didn't really. That one really didn't grab me so much. All right, but yeah, Soup is absolutely a fucking mind blowing record.
0: Is that that's not the one with like the alphabet soup on it, right? Yeah. Uh yeah yeah it is yeah. okay all right all right yeah it's right.
1: it's I'm telling you
0: you you like it well
1: when I like I said when I talk to people about the band like if I was ever up at you know good records yeah. working and I would be listening to it because right. I, I sold a lot of them Cause yeah. when I first started kind of working there Chris was like who ordered this Blind Melon album <laughs> and I said I said I did and Chris likes them. Because <laughs> Tim was supposed, they were going to tour. I think Tripping Daisy and Blind Melon were going to do New a State. tour, and then he, you know, he OD'd. Right. Shannon Hoon OD'd. Yeah. Um, but Chris was like, yeah, you know, they. He was telling me he went to Woodstock in like the '94 <laughs> one, and uh, they played at that. Blind Melon did.
0: That's crazy. They
1: were, I mean, they were huge. That song was, I mean, it came out and boom, right. right? <laughs> um, but he he was like, I remember this album being good. The Soup, specifically the Soup album. Yeah. So then we'd put it on, and he was like, man, I haven't heard this in so long. I forgot how good it was. I was like, yeah, it's a, this is a fucking great album. So we would always have it in the store at that point. Yeah. And uh, I would listen to it, and people would go, what is this? And I'd say Blind Melon, and nine times out of ten, the people would always say, that B-Girl song?
0: The B-Girl song. And I'm like,
1: oh, it's so unfortunate that
0: That's what it's known for, though. Right,
1: but I mean, it's, they had, that song is good. Right. Uh, You know, it's just, it's overplayed. Yeah. But it's not, it's far from their best song. It actually, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's their worst song. It's a more middle of the road song for them.
0: So, this band to you is not a one hit wonder. Not at all. But to, I guess technically it is. Right. Yeah.
1: Because there's, I mean, people that probably would say their favorite song is the Macarena. That those people exist. Right. You know, so. Yeah.
0: It's
1: like there you can't. You you, you, we, you're assuming that people don't know the Church of the Cosmic Skull. There, yeah, in I, America, they don't. I guarantee you in
0: fucking England, they not do. Not in Ham. Yes, they do. Or wherever, you know. Europe, I guarantee you people know who the fuck they are. So some of the comments on the YouTube video for No Rain by Blind Melon is, I don't know about anyone else, but I always feel a happy but emotional pain when I listen to the old 90s hits. It feels good, but hurts at the same time. Maybe it's just me. Another person says, I'm still jamming this, jamming to this in 2019. Good music never dies. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah. The people that make it die.
0: Very, very good. Um... <laughs> uh yeah um, my goodness, just it, the happiest sad song ever. Yes, yeah, so that's what I was telling yeah. you.
1: Like if you listen to the music, you you would think that this is a very uplifting song. Yeah. When you start to read his lyric lyrical content, it's pretty. That's a pretty depressing song. There's also a Guns and Roses connection with this band.
0: Right. Oh, there is. Mm-hmm. What? Tell me that.
1: They're both from Indiana.
0: <laughs> is that it? No, no, look,
1: check it out. So okay. Axel is was, is from Indiana. So and is Michael Jackson. Shannon, oh, God. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. And so Shannon Hoon, he was also from India. They went to the same, his sister, Shannon Hoon's sister went to the, was in the same grade as Axel. Okay. And then... They introduced each other. His Shannon Hoon's sister suggested to Axel that she meet her brother, and she was like, "He's got a he's got a great voice." Yada yada yada. So they met. They became friends. Shannon Hoon is on you know the Guns N' Roses song "Don't Cry." Yeah, he's he's the high. The what sounds like, really? Yeah, he's he sings on that song. He's on the User Illusions albums because those came out in like '93. Okay, something like that. Okay, '92, '93. So I think he's also on November Rain. Uh,
0: no Rain and November Rain.
1: See? Yeah. <laughs> but he I'm telling you, he's got one of the absolute best voices ever. It's singing, like rock and roll voices. Yeah. Absolutely one of my favorite ever.
0: So somebody in this said, so that's where they got the 90s Windows desktop background. I guess the, in the music video, they there's like a,
1: There's a field. You remember she's running. That's right. Yes, she's running through the. There's like a hill. Right.
0: Yeah. Makes sense now. That's crazy.
1: You got well. Do yourself a favor, Brian, and I'm telling you, listen. Listen to both of those records. Listen to them in order if you can. Okay. And you'll you'll.
0: No rain. Oh my goodness. U.S., Netherlands, New Zealand, U.K., Ireland, Germany, Canada, Belgium, Austria, Australia. All on the, their charts. Yeah, good. China and Japan did not care.
1: They got no rain. They got no rain. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were getting that uh, toxic rain. Right? Toxic rain. That's what the guy no, did. No, that's it, chocolate it. rain. I know. Rain. That's what no, I was I'll, re- I'll redo it. I'll redo, I'll redo toxic it. Toxic rain. They can play it in China over the when they bust out the propaganda over the... Oh, it's too funny. Toxic rain.
0: So there you go. Blind melon, no rain. Find it uh if you can get the single oh you
1: can find that cd i mean if you went looking for cds at half price books or
0: no you'll find that you because, can find that there's it, a seven inch and a 12 inch
1: you'll be able still. to find that cd at goodwill 1993 they sold a shit ton of them
0: they, they yes they sure did but my yes goodness
1: blind melon is a, one of my favorite i love blind melon
0: well good deal i'm glad to hear it are you <laughs> i am i
1: think you think i'm joking
0: All right. I know. I don't think you're joking. I know you're dumb. You can see how
1: serious I am.
0: All right. So our our music question of the day um, is in conjunction with Joe Cocker, and the question we're going to ask each other is: What song would you have wanted Joe Cocker to cover?
1: You've got to ask these earlier because now I'm on the spot, and I'm like,
0: Uh,
1: uh. (laughs) (laughs) um. Okay, let me think. What are some of the answers we got? First? All right, so
0: before that'll Jacob. Give me, that'll give so me a... I'll, I'll, I'll say mine. I, I think Joe Cocker would have covered perfectly um, Little Red Riding Hood from, um, what's his name? Uh, oh my goodness, why am I blinking? You know that song, Little Red Riding Hood. You sure are looking good. You know what I'm talking about? Sure.
1: You don't you don't know this? Yeah, I I think I do. And he's like, oh, so, yeah, Sam and the Sham and the Pharaohs, Sam the Sham. I yes. think they
0: were from Dallas. Were they? I, look it up real quick. I think I'm right. 1966 by Sam and the Sham, uh, Dallas, Texas. Absolutely. Oh, boom. boom, bitch. Uh, they perform "Little Red Riding." It's a real, but I think he would have done so good with that with that gravelly voice and the howl. I. I oh. I know one I would like to hear him have okay, done. Okay, what would you have liked him to do? The Allman Brothers' Melissa. Oh, okay. You think you would have done Joe? Well, so, Joe Cocker, some people cover songs and it makes them worse. Joe Cocker, every song he ever covered, which was a lot, made him better.
1: Well, he, he did arguably. I mean, I can't think of anyone who took a Beatles song.
0: And made it better. Yeah. Right.
1: I mean, you kind of just didn't do that.
0: And he did it to multiple.
1: Beatles songs? Yeah, I don't know. I think he just—he just did the. I'm not sure. I mean, ma- he did so many. Right. I mean, why the fuck would we're he gonna ma- get into? That. Why does he need to write a song? Right. To listen to him. Like he can do anyone else's songs better. Yeah. Fuck. He did the Beatles better than the Beatles did. He did.
0: And even even the well, we'll get to him later. But what song would uh, you have wanted Joe Cocker to cover? We asked Reddit. Lobster Messiah said Moon River. <laughs> 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 That's good. (laughs) McFly 8182 said, ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Oh, that
1: would be a good one.
0: Because that kind of almost sounds like him already. There's a lot of things to slur in that song, too. Right, Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And WVD 79 said, America the Beautiful.
1: Well, I I, I was going to say I thought he did that, but it was You Are So Beautiful. You Are So Beautiful
0: to me, but America the Beautiful. Yeah. He could totally,
1: he would nail that.
0: That would be good. Um, yeah.
1: What was yours?
0: I said, Sam's. Oh, S- yeah, S- you Sarah's did say Little it. Red Riding Hood, you're high as shit. I am high as shit. <laughs> 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 you're sitting here hitting that pin. I just liked it. It was like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> what, what was yours?
1: Look, man, I got side effects happening. I got <laughs> side effects? Short term memory and shit. And you know. I think my brain fell out with my <laughs> hair. When it went, I think it kind <laughs> you of... you think that's yes, what happened? Yeah, I think so. It's hard to tell. I mean, because some of it is still there, you know? Like, I didn't lose all my hair, but, you know, there's a little bit of my brain left, I think. Right. And that what little is left, I've just been smoking away.
0: You know what also I would like to hear Joe Cocker cover? Happy Fall, Happy birthday. F- yes, happy birthday. Um, falling Down by Tom Waits.
1: <laughs> you always say Tom Waits.
0: I like Tom Waits.
1: I know, Tom. I know. Well, man, okay. Do you think
0: Do you think Joe Cocker would be good at, like, Fine Girl by Frank Zappa?
1: That's what I was just sitting here thinking of, like, something off
0: the wall yeah, that he like, wouldn't do. It was a fine girl. Yeah. She goes up in the morning. Or what if he did Lollipop? <laughs> oh, my God. Lollipop, <laughs> Lollipop.
1: Joe Cocker style.
0: Or, 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 just keep it on that. It's so easy. Joe Cocker, it's so easy to fall in love. It's yeah. so easy. I don't know.
1: He could do any of them. He was great. Have you ever have you seen that documentary about him? No. It's fucking. I think it's on. It was on Netflix for quite a while. He was uh, Joe Cocker. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's a. It's a really, really, really good documentary because it kind of breaks down of. You would you would think he was you know, very, he was very successful, but you would think that that would bring a lot of money to him, and he got into a lot of really really bad deals.
0: Yes, and he was. and he did had a lot a, of drugs too.
1: Did a, little, did a little bit of partying. Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> he, he probably partied, man.
1: Well, hell, you remember the, you, have you ever heard the Mad Dogs and Englishmen album? The cover where he's on the front and he's doing this?
0: No. You've
1: seen that record yes, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, look who is all on that album with him. It is an unbelievable amount of incredible musicians. Okay. Um, that's like my favorite Joe Cocker album. It's got Leon Russell. Oh yeah, Bobby yes. Bobby Keys who played sax with the Stones. Right, Rita Coolidge, Chris Staton who's on this one. You know, the, yeah. And then this fucking, I mean, this, this Jimmy Page is the guitar player on here. It looks like Jimmy Page right there. Yeah. Well, that's that. that yeah, that that's is Jimmy, Jimmy Page right yeah. there. Steve Winwood too is on this one. This album is fucking killer because he also does "I Shout" the great version of. Two Dylan songs on here, I Shall Be Released and Just Like a Woman.
0: Well, number one is a cover, too. Isn't yeah, Dave it? Mason. Yeah, man, that's
1: feeling all right. But yeah. he, dude, fucking Joe Cocker had the voice. Like, people wanted them to do their song. Yeah. Like, will you please do my song, Joe? Yeah, McCoy?
0: you'll do it. Well, well we're going to get to him in a second, but that, that, was, that was the question. And then our second new topic that we'll do each episode is a classic album
1: wait you already want to move on this are you crazy well, we're, we're going to talk about mm, okay. we're
0: going to talk about them i thought That's you our said event. i
1: thought you well i thought you were getting into the main event
0: no because we still have our classic album to do yeah well, you we came could, up with this thought idea we could do
1: it after but
0: no okay, okay. i, I fucking know man all right uh what's well, this we're going to talk about I'm, i already, about,
1: you already told you i was hot
0: Yes. Are you?
1: Now I'm uncomfortable.
0: uh, I'm going to
1: have to eat another donut.
0: Do you want me to put my pants back on?
1: (laughs) No, because I don't have to put mine on.
0: (laughs) Then it'll be really uncomfortable if we had to put our pants back on. It's the only
1: way this thing works. That's how we do it.
0: So to uh, start out with a bang with the the classic album of the week, we're going to go directly to Electric Lady Land from Jimi Hendrix. Was released October 16th, 1968, um, which is coming up. And it's crazy. Um, of course, everybody knows Jim, well, most people know There Jimmy you go Hendrix. again. I know, right? And this song, you know, or this, this album, Electric Ladyland, you know, it just has a bunch of stuff on it. It has All Along the Watchtower, Voodoo Child, Slight Return. It has Gypsy Eyes on it and Voodoo Child. And I mean,
1: it's got my second favorite Jimi Hendrix song of all time on this record.
0: Which one is that?
1: 1983, A Merman, I Shall Be.
0: I Shall, I Should Turn to I Be. I Should
1: Turn to Be, excuse yes. me. Excuse I see, me. I don't even know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> and so. I love,
1: that's a great song.
0: So this this album, of course, like. Um, Jacob said earlier, it has Dave Mason on it. It has Steve Winwood. It has Mike Finnegan on it. Jack Cassidy, Jeff Buddy from, Miles,
1: Jack Cassidy from the Jefferson Airplane.
0: Yeah. So, this, I mean, crazy, crazy. I mean this this album is five stars all around. This what, out, well, what this, do you like about this album?
1: Uh, fucking the it has the best intro. Like both, are you experienced? And Electric Ladyland Uh have these two really unique intros that happen. So on this album, it's a bunch of like backward, him talking backwards. Yeah. And there's like big uh, drums with phasers on them. So the album starts with that
0: boom, boom.
1: Right. And then there's all this backtracking. It starts
0: with what, in the gods made love.
1: No, it starts with, have you ever been to Electric Ladyland? But the, that's the first song, but the yeah. first track is this weird sound thing that's happening. Yeah. And it's all—it's like backwards talking and cymbals going backwards and shit. It's real, real, real fucking super out there. No one had I mean, the Beatles had done something similar like that. Right. But nothing to start a, a record like that.
0: So do you actually have the UK cover of Electric Ladyland with, Lady the Land naked, with the, the all na- the naked ladies on it?
1: I do. I have two of them. You have two of them?
0: Mm-hmm. Can I buy one from you?
1: I don't know, because <laughs> I'm uh, my my goal is at some point to find to I I got one for just the cover because uh-huh. I want to have a have it framed, framed yeah. yeah um yeah that's a fucking great cover
0: it's just it's like twenty five women all naked mm-hmm. sitting there it's
1: like the the poster you you got with the Queen Jazz album right you know like oh cool. Naked naked Women on Bicycles. What's to not like? That,
0: what, what, what is to yeah, not
1: like? Yeah, I mean. But yeah, that's a per- Electric Ladyland is a perfect album. But I, lo- I mean, the way it starts is awesome. The sequence of all the songs. Because it goes from that super psychedelic intro. Right. Then it goes to the kind of, you know, out there Motown Stacks kind of vibe. With, yeah. Have you ever been to Electric Ladyland? Then it does, I think, Crosstown Traffic. Yeah. Which is a fucking another weird turn yeah and then I think the next song is Little Miss Strange yeah which is that's Noel Redding singing that song
0: yeah Little Miss Strange and then I think
1: Voodoo Child like the long it's like a 10 minute version of Voodoo Child, that's Voodoo the,
0: Child's Slight Return,
1: yeah. No, Voodoo Child's Slight Return is the last song on the album. That
0: is, you're right. Voodoo Child, I can go. It, Voodoo Child is 15 minutes long.
1: Yeah, this this version. Voodoo, Voodoo Child, Voodoo yeah. Child's Slight Return is the song you always hear on the radio. Right, right. Yeah, that's the. I, I know this album from front to back, back. dude. I fucking love it because the the sequence of the album is what also makes it great. Like if these songs would have been in any other order, the album still would have been good, but it wouldn't have been as great.
0: So this came out after Access Above Love, right? Um,
1: uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I think so. I think, right, it's, yeah. yeah, Are You Experienced, Access Above Love, Electric Ladyland.
0: Yeah. yeah. So this was like his third. He his only studio. made the.
1: Yeah, he only had three. He only did. He. Jimi Hendrix only had.
0: Studio albums.
1: Technically, yes, yeah, Three studio right. albums.
0: Yes, and I don't know. Why do you? I'm. I'm just. I don't know what to think about that. Like, because there's so many other albums that he has, but
1: I can tell you exactly what you're still talking think about, about that. today. He yeah. he was able to do. He made three flawless records. Okay, and then all the, the the shit that they compiled after he died. Yeah, you know, to make albums. Yeah, some of the stuff is unfinished, and his unfinished music is better than most people's best shit ever. Yes, you know what I mean. So he was only kind of getting started. Like fuck, he only got to make three records.
0: He wasn't he
1: wasn't around that long. He
0: was twenty seven when he died. But if you
1: think about it, he was really only around. Like he played with Little Richard, right? Right. But he wasn't Jimi Hendrix yet. No, he he wasn't like the fucking. He was blooming. Right. You know he hadn't fucking hit peak zenith yet. Right. And then when that happened, fucking game over, dude. He obliterated everybody. Right. I mean, when people like Jeff Beck and Eric Clapton are like, our jaws hit the floor.
0: Yeah.
1: We we had never seen a force like this, and he was so loud. Yeah. But his albums were fucking perfect, and he only made three of them. But he was really only around from 1967 to 1970. Yeah. You know, I think he died in 70 or 71. Right. But no. he made three fucking mind blowing
0: albums that were that but if you go to a Jimi hendrix section you'll see like 80 different albums well yeah
1: i mean because his fucking he's worth more dead than he is alive right you know it's like john lennon's still making money yes you know what i mean like that's a fucking he's hendrix is that thing where you can see a silhouette and you know who it is you know he's it's a brand they brand you can go buy a fucking hendrix incense i bet at the gas pipe or something
0: right and so do you think with this album i mean it's talking about like joe cocker we'll get to in a bit covering songs but he covered a song yeah all
1: along the watchtower with with dave mason who who wrote the first song on this joe cocker album right so wow that's crazy man but like
0: all along the watchtower you don't a lot of people would probably not think of bob dylan they would th- they just think Jimi Hendrix. Yeah,
1: some yeah, I think most people probably know this version.
0: Right. Yeah. It, which is pretty crazy.
1: Mm. Well, again, there's not a lot of people that could take a Bob Dylan song uh-huh. and kind of like make it better. better? Right. Yeah. He did. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that Like it not just better, but like made it iconic.
1: But when it gets to the on the album when it gets to the 1983 yeah, a merman song, man. That uh, that song. That's a is, long song. It's fourteen minutes. Dude, that that song is so fucking. Good. What do you
0: like about that song on the album?
1: I think it's like it's best as far as like a structured song. Yeah. Chords and the way it flows and the the high the peaks and the valleys in it. Yeah. Kind of start slow and there's this slow burn that starts to happen and it gets a little. You know, the atmosphere kind of opens up a little bit more. Yeah. All this other stuff starts happening. The tempo changes. There's time changes. And then he's doing this fucking just incredible guitar. Melodic. He's got them layered, too. So he's got these, like, two or three different guitars harmonizing with each other. It's like a big fucking, like, Beethoven-type movement song. Right. Like, there's a, a... He could never probably do it live. I don't think he probably ever played that song live. It would probably have been impossible. You think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you listen to it, it's like you you would at least need another guitar player, even with him. Because he, he's arguably the best live guitar player. Or you used to say guitar player ever, but he could sound like multiple guitars live at the same time. Okay. He was just, he had that ability. But he that song is tough, man. Like, it would be hard to do that.
0: Oh, my goodness. But
1: that's my, that's my second favorite Hendrix song ever.
0: Night. What's the first one?
1: Axis, Bold is Love.
0: Okay. And then
1: 1983. Yeah. Kind of cool. They're fucking great, man. What's he, your favorite song on this album?
0: The On that album? On Electric I mean, Lady land Hmm. <laughs> I would probably... I mean, you know you always like Along the Watchtower. I can never get enough of that. Just how it is. But I like... There's so many versions of that I like.
1: You would pick that one? Probably. It's a fucking good one.
0: It is a good one. I just... Because I've heard the Dylan one and I've heard that one and I guess the... The Hendrix one is just that how it starts.
1: That's Dave Mason.
0: And just his voice on that track is so good.
1: I'll tell you a cool fact about that song. Okay. So you know when there's a guitar break where there's a slide guitar happening and it goes. Yeah. That's a Zippo lighter.
0: That's a Zippo lighter? Mm -hmm. Really? Look it up.
1: Just type, type in type in Jimi Hendrix Zippo Lighter All Along the Watchtower.
0: Jimi Hendrix. It's right
1: before the guitar solo when it does that. That wall guitar is going.
0: I'll oh, just pull up Zippo lighters of him. Zippo all along. There we go. Guitar effects used on All Along the Watchtower. Yep. Suggest everything from a Zippo Lighter to his microphone stand.
1: Oh well, it was something weird. I, yeah, I,
0: no, it's a zip, it is a Zippo lighter.
1: Okay, that's what I thought.
0: I yeah, was, I there was, you go. I yeah. was, I was absolutely,
1: I was there. I was in the
0: room. You, you were in the. <laughs> he ended up using a cigarette lighter, a Zippo lighter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so there, there, learn something new every day. That's crazy. That's How it. Did, he
0: knew just. Oh my goodness. He just kind of knew.
1: Dude, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, sonically, everything on all three of those albums, the drums sound incredible, the bass sounds incredible. Even before you factor in the playing, right? Right. Just the tones of everything. Yeah. They're fucking mind-blowing. They are. Electric Ladyland especially, because that's the only double album he made. Right. Because I bet most of his albums from that point point forward Uh would have been double albums. They would have had to. We well, had
0: so much. That he was well, he doing.
1: was just writing longer songs, like right. on "Axis Bold is Love" and "Are You Experienced." There's probably not a song on those records that's over five minutes. Yeah. And on "Are You Experienced," especially, there's it's a like lot, two, lot, of, a lot of hits.
0: Fifteen, twenty-minute songs mm-hmm. on.
1: Yeah, that three. Line. Yeah, they're like around three minutes because back then it was like if you wanted your shit played on the radio, you it had, had to be, be short, three minutes or under. Right. Somewhere around that, you know. Yeah. So, but then he started writing 10 minute, you know, songs. It's like, well, if you write two 10 minute songs, that's that's side one. Side one, yeah. (laughs) So, but he was just moving in that direction, I feel. Like he was going to, he was going to start making these like magnum opus records.
0: Which is crazy.
1: Yeah. And he didn't get to, unfortunate.
0: I wonder if he was alive today, if he would go like more blues route.
1: I think he'd be playing with Post Malone. No. <laughs> uh, why? Why does it always come back to that? Because like, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> Jesus.
0: All right, let's move on to our main event. Uh, that uh, Jimi Hendrix Electric Ladyland. Find it at your local record store. Yeah, uh, we
1: should call. What should we call that segment there? Albums you should own. Perfect.
0: The class You, you said something like. Classic album of the week or something like that.
1: Yeah, perfect shit.
0: Yeah, perfect album.
1: Like the perfect storm. Yes. The perfect Perfect. storm. The perfect shit.
0: The perfect
1: shit. Does that mean like the perfect poop?
0: Shit. The
1: best poop ever.
0: (laughs) Our main event uh, today on the Unbalanced Note, of course, again on Spotify. Feel it
1: all right.
0: iTunes. And Stitcher Radio. Stitcher. (laughs) Joe Cocker. Born May 1994. He wasn't born in 1994. Did I say 1994? Yeah, you said born in 1994. He was was born May 20th in 1944, and he died December 22nd, right before Christmas in 2014. His real name, John Robert Cocker, better just known as Joe Cocker. Mr. Joe. He was an English singer, and you would know him from his raspy voice. And covering a bunch of stuff in his uh, his performance, his incredible performance, where he looked like a zombie and acted like a zombie at Woodstock, 1969. His, he was on that acid, man. He was on that acid. He, uh, you would know him, of course, if you grew up in the 80s and watched The Wonder Years. The theme song, the intro song to Wonder Years was his version of the Beatles song, with a little help from my friends. He's won many awards uh, and all that. But, yes, again, he was um, born in Sheffield. And he was the youngest son of Harold Cocker, a civil servant. And um, Cocker received his nickname, Joe, uh, from playing a childhood game called Cowboy Joe. So, very interesting. And Cocker's main influence is growing up. Musically, was Ray Charles and Lonnie Donegan, which I don't know who Lonnie Donegan is, but I know who Ray Charles
1: Shame is. Shame on you, Brian. Do you know who Lonnie Donegan is? Yeah, man, great soul singer.
0: All right, well, th- there you go. Um, So there, there you go. That was how he was born. He grew up listening to Ray Charles. And then, of course, in 1961, he... Um, under the stage name Vance Arnold, Cocker continued uh, to grow his music career. Vance Arnold and the Avengers was his first band. Pretty crazy, huh? Well,
1: that's what, that was the thing in the 60s. You had the guy's name and then the band. The yeah. guy's name and then the Vance band. Vance
0: Arnold and the Avengers. It was a combination of Vince Everett, Elvis Presley's character in Jailhouse Rock, and country singer Eddie Arnold. <laughs> and they would just play at ba- bars and pubs. Yeah. Well, I mean, they would cover Chuck Berry and Ray Charles, which again, Chuck Berry is the founder of rock and roll. Yeah, that's the thing.
1: Like, so these guys, like, rock and roll was invented in America, you know,
0: right? Jerry
1: Lee Lewis, Little Richard, Chuck Berry. For the sake of the argument, I guess you can just put Elvis in there, but I wouldn't.
0: He's more, I mean. Yes, he did. Do he kind of
1: had the visual thing, right? Like he made the visual, the visual right. spark happen, right? But,
0: but I would say he's more folk country.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, croony, right? But so then you know the guys in Europe got a hold of it, and yeah. then the blues at the same time, right? Yeah. So then you got these guys. So Joe Cocker does not sound like a white. British guy
0: no he does not I mean <laughs> he sounds like John Lee Hooker Muddy Waters Lighting it's
1: not like fucking stuff. Ray Charles yeah. man I mean it's like come on like he sounds he, it's like a a drunk heroin out <laughs> Ray Charles which I'm still kind of I'm still I was talking to my dad about this the other day it's Ray Charles is one of the most confusing heroin users of all time yeah it's like how did he do that like how did he, he had to have been very trusting of someone right right but that's a different story. <laughs> but yeah, the man, the the Brits got a hold of that American rock and roll and blues, and then kind of just perfected it, yeah. And then knocked the knocked it back over here, you know. But it's, yeah, Joe, man, he that's he, he had that that fucking that yeah that he, soul that you thought only existed in you know black America, yeah, like. No one white's gonna sound like that no how is that even possible no, you and would then, you would
0: hear like Elvis Presley crooning like you said yeah and he
1: kind of could you know sound he had that southern you know the Memphis thing and he had that kind of drawl thing happening. Yeah. but he there was there was some soul to him but man you get you factor in and then like Joe Cocker happens you're like what the fuck like this is mind British
0: white dude dude it should sound like Elton John but it doesn't yeah exactly <laughs> yeah
1: it's like holy
0: fuck. So, interestingly enough, in 1964, Cocker signed a recording contract as a solo act with DECA, the record company, and released his first single, single, a cover of the Beatles' I'll Cry Instead, with Big Jim Sullivan and Jimmy Page playing guitars on it.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Page was a huge session guy then.
0: There you go. Matt
1: Big big time. It's
0: So, he was already recording Beatles a long time before... He became really famous.
1: Well, I mean, you got to remember, though, too, everybody was covering...
0: Beatles. Yeah, because
1: it's like, well, fuck, everybody already knows that song. Yep. It's a Beatles song.
0: So uh, they did that. After Cocker recorded the single, he dropped his stage name and formed a new group, Joe Cocker's Blues Band. And then um, in 1966, after a year-long hiatus from music, Cocker teamed up with Chris Stanton, and uh, they formed the Grease Band, which he got the name from the jazz keyboardist Jimmy Smith.
1: Um, yeah, and Chris Staten is the, the key ingredient to this early uh, Joe Cocker sound. Yeah? Because he's the bass player. and I think he played organ, too. Right. And sang. He had a really, really good voice. But yeah, when Joe Cocker linked up with Chris Staten, then all the pieces started to fall into place.
0: Yes, and that was 1966. And then right after that... Uh, he did his rearrangement of With a Little Help from My Friends, which was the Beatles cover. That
1: has Jimmy Page playing on the studio version.
0: It does? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jimmy Page, BJ Wilson, Sue and Sonny. And from from that, uh, it, re- it, it reached the top ten in the UK and it stayed there for 13 weeks. And it became a hit in the US and everything. And uh, Paul McCartney said the following about Cocker's version of their own Beatles song. Uh, he said, he was a lovely northern lad who I loved a lot, and like many people, I loved his singing. I was especially pleased when he decided to cover with a little help from my friends, and I remember him and producer Denny Cordell coming around to the studio and playing me what they'd recorded, and it was just mind-blowing, totally turned the song into a soul anthem, and I was forever grateful.
1: Yeah, well, because, I mean, think about how that think about how that song actually is. With a little help from Well my if you
0: hear the Beatles version, it's kind of poppy. It's like,
1: very Yeah. And
0: then you hear It's like the Hit. fucking
1: Wizard of Oz or something.
0: Right, you do. You hear it's kind of like that, but then when Joe Cocker did it and it's the version the studio version, which you hear on um, You're wrong. Wonder Years. Well not the Wonder Years now.
1: No, that's that, they use the live version. Oh, they
0: use the live version for that. I think Correct. I think so. I I think you're right. Um so they recorded it and it became a huge hit. But then he did Woodstock. The
1: Woodstock thing is and unbelievable. It's,
0: it's crazy because it was the last song of the show. He went for it. He's clearly on drugs.
1: He's something, man.
0: And how the camera is on that during that song, it focuses on other people, even like stagehands up there, and they are so into the song that they like are doing movements with the song. Even the stagehands. Oh, ever, doing it.
1: dude, that, that's like the. I think. There's some there's some great performances that happened at Woodstock. Yes, I personally think that other than the Hendrix, uh, Star Spangled Banner, Banner, yeah, this is the second best thing that happened at Woodstock. (laughs) There's no no no, it's it's there's no doubt in my mind because it's so it's so baffling to watch because it's only him and I think three other people. For he's your, only got a guitar player, a bass player, a blues, drummer, and an yeah. organ player. Yeah, an so organ he's drummer. got there's five Deedee. five people. So even when the high harmonies start hitting, it's this backup band doing it. And they sound like three black chicks.
0: No, they do. They, they have, have equal, the backup singers, they're singing, What would you be? But it do uh, you need it contrasts perfectly ball? with his Ugh. But they
1: had but they had equally as good of voices. Like no, they Chris, Chris Staten's voice is fucking unbelievably good.
0: It is. and People were like, oh, I'm going to sing this, and he did it. And you're just like, oh, my goodness. And he's he acts like a zombie up there. Like, he's doing, he, like, that's things what I was gonna, with his hands.
1: Because it looks, if you watch him and the way his feet are hitting the ground when he's moving around, yeah. it looks like he's just going to crumble.
0: No, Because his one
1: foot's planted normally and the other one's all, like, He's like walking on the side of his foot.
0: Right, right. But
1: he, you know, I can't. I could only imagine when that song started because I bet a lot of people, some people had heard that. Well, because studio he said, like, version. thank you
0: for coming out. Yeah, you know. we're going to leave
1: you with the regular number. Yeah, because you know, that would people already knew him kind of for doing that song. Right. But then they got into that version of it. Right. As soon as that organ hits, you're like it's a ten minute version. I I don't know if it's that long. I think it's
0: nine minutes. But
1: it, it's uh. It's just some mad. You hear the magic brewing in the keyboard intro right. and the organ intro, and then he starts singing, and it's fucking, it's over. Yeah, everybody a, cheers. You're like, no oh, way. people. I guarantee you, half the people out there in that audience are crying. Yeah, I can guarantee fucking damn to you because if I would have been sitting in that fucking field with half a million other people tripping their fucking <laughs> balls off, feeling good, hearing that song, and going, looking around, and just yeah. going, good lord, I mean, what right. a, what a fitting fucking song at the perfect fucking time and it
0: was it was at a time in the concert very rare time where it was perfectly clear and sunny outside
1: i have a million people sitting in a fucking field
0: yeah <laughs> listen it listen to this so shit. the band had to be flown in by helicopter to woodstock and they performed uh feeling all right something's coming on let's get let's go get stoned I shall be released, and with a little help from my friends. And Cocker would later say that the experience was like an eclipse. It was a very special day, and from then on, it was just kind of like, "What? How? This is this is crazy!" And people just up there just. It, so he was wearing like a almost like a tie dye shirt, mm-hmm. these crazy tight he, jeans, and had, those boots.
1: He had those great fucking sideburns.
0: And when you you know, there's videos online that have like n- fake. Uh, subtitles to him singing a song at Woodstock because it kind of sounds like I need to get another loaf of bread or whatever, something like dude. that. Yeah, he
1: could say whatever the fuck he wants. I don't care, dude. I, I, I love it.
0: No, I, I love it too. It's one of my favorite songs and it's just it's so good. So, directly after Woodstock, Cocker released the second album. Joe Cocker, impressed by his cover of With a Little Help My Friends, Paul McCartney and George Harrison allowed Cocker to use their song She Came In Through the Bathroom Window and something for the album. Which is pretty crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. They do that on Mad Dogs and Englishmen.
0: And then Leon Russell with the song Delta Lady mm-hmm. on that. Which
1: then that's is great. Then that's where shit really gets interesting right here in this period.
0: Right. So they, in 1969, he performed at the Isle of Wight Festival and he was on the Ed Sullivan Show. And this is Tom Jones Show. And then 1970, 1971, Mad Dogs and Englishmen, right?
1: Fucking, uh, this is another. Potential desert island f- album for me,
0: right? So Leon Russell, Jim Gordon, Jim Keltner, Rita Coolidge, uh, it, crazy, crazy right here. So Mad Dogs and Englishmen, what do you have to say about that?
1: Mad Dogs and Englishmen. Mad Dogs
0: and Englishmen.
1: <laughs> One of the best album covers of all time.
0: That's with him. Given the
1: he's got his he's just it's just him flexing. standing in like a you know the a realm you know and he's he's pushing his arm up like that yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he. It's a fucking double live record. They did this big show, and they, they just had a big traveling band that went. Yeah, it
0: said they toured forty eight cities, recorded a live album, and it received universal acc- acclaim. I think they
1: did the forty eight shows in like sixty days. Yeah, or something like that. Um, but I think it, it was one of those things that turned out to be just an absolute financial disaster. Because financial, yes, there was so there were so many people involved. Yep. That it was not profitable. Like, I don't think any of them made money.
0: It's... It, I
1: remember reading about... Because I was... I I always loved the album. My mom had it. Yeah. And I always thought the cover was so... I was like, this is weird. And then I listened to it. And then just to see Joe Cocker with someone who looks equally as weird in Leon Russell. Yeah. You know, just when you open the record. And I don't know if you've ever seen that album. When you open it, it folds. There's a big... Oh, right. There's a huge... Uh, fold-out thing that happens of every band member that's in it. yeah, And it looks like a circus poster, uh-huh. kind of. And uh, I just remember being like very, even before I, I heard it, I was like, this is very interesting. And then I just instantly fell in love with it as a kid. And my mom was like, you you like this? You know, I was like eight or something. And I would always tell her like, I want to hear that, that Mad Dog album. Mad Dog. She says, it's Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker. I was like, okay, then I learned, you know. But yeah, I, I love this record.
0: It's They described it as a bo- big wild party of this 48-city tour. And I guess um, Russell, Leon Russell and Joe Cocker began to have personal problems. Cocker became depressed and began excessively drinking. Yeah, he's a
1: big alcoholic.
0: And uh, Cocker returned home after it and his family became increasingly concerned with his deterioro- deteriorating physical and mental health. So he had to kind of, Relax a little bit. Yeah, he got
1: rattled, man. Like he, well, traveling with that many people in a short amount of time, you got, and he's, he's, you know, he's British. Right. So he's hanging out with almost only Americans. Yeah. In a kind of an unknown. I've, I don't know if he'd ever really toured the States quite like that before. Yeah. But they did those shows, you know, they did the almost 50 shows in a really quick time. Like, they yeah. almost did a show a day.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, bam, they'd be in one city. Boom, next one, next one. They didn't really have a day off.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's grueling, especially with that many people. And you got to remember, they ain't fucking sober. You know, it ain't a fucking church congregation. Well,
0: because being on the road, you're just, you you get five hours of sleep. Well, yeah. dude,
1: I mean, you the when you start listing the people that are on that album and you just go, man, these are some heavy hitters. Right. In the rock and roll world. Yeah. And and in the party world. Like, these people could out-party the Stones. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, there's no fucking lightweights. It's crazy. Like, Rita Coolidge would beat up you and me. No. You know what I mean? And, like, she's hanging out doing doing blow and drinking, and, you know, they're having a fucking great time doing it, but they just... You know, shit happens when you're when you're in those kind of situations. Fucking close quarters like that, seeing the same people every day.
0: No, it, yes, that's, they weren't a
1: real band. Right, you know, it was it was thrown together at like the last minute, but it worked. It was really fucking. Everybody good.
0: liked it. So a year after that, for the next ten years, Joe Cocker went on tour across the world: Australia, uh, Milan, European tour, um, even. There were fights at some of these places. His bandmates were arrested for marijuana possession. You know, um, Cocker got even more depressed and started using heroin, um, which he kicked that habit, but went into excessive drinking. And um, then in 1973, he did another studio album. I can I can stand a little rain. It was released in 1974, which covered Billy Preston's "You Are So Beautiful." Um, that song makes me cry. But, but in 1976, Cocker performed "Feeling All Right" on Saturday Night Live, and John Belushi joined him on stage. Yeah, which
1: was well, you so know remember the National Lampoons the Lemmings album? Yeah, that was their you know it was their right. fake festival. Yeah, John Belushi did the spot on Joe Cocker Connor. impersonation. Yeah, so yeah, I mean to and.
0: That's kind of like one of those Andy Kaufman moments, where like yeah. he kind of embraced the. Well, he had to because at the time Joe Cocker was like almost a million dollars in debt yeah, yeah. to the record company.
1: Yeah, he he never. That's what I say if you watch the docu- the documentary I was telling you about, yeah, you, you would think this guy would have a lot of money. No, he, he should. Right. But that's the thing. If you know, you cover you cover people's songs you didn't write it. Yeah. R- royalties don't work that way. I mean, you get some, some money, ro- but not. Not the majority, like of
0: we've it. seen before. Art artists might get ten, fifteen percent. The company gets mm-hmm. the rest. Yeah,
1: he's getting. He's not getting the fucking big chunk of it. Right. Although he kind of did the definitive version of it. Right. Didn't write it. Nope, that's true. So that's kind of catch twenty two there. But.
0: But yeah, so John Belushi did that, and John Belushi, you know. I I I believe Joe Cocker enjoyed that.
1: He had to have.
0: Yeah, right. Who who wouldn't
1: have? Okay, that? well think about it. Joe Cocker ain't sober here.
0: No, he's not. He's still well and he's he kicked par- his habit, but he's still he's heavily drinking. into alcohol. So he's, yeah.
1: he's 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 and he's partying with Mr. Alcohol.
0: Right. John Belushi, Belushi right? Yes.
1: So hello. I mean Hello.
0: So um trying hello. so he, he met somebody who was gonna manage him named Michael Lang, who um said he would do everything to pay off his debts and stuff like that, manage him if he stays sober. Michael Lang
1: is the guy who put on Woodstock.
0: There you go. And then so they set out on a tour in New Zealand and South America and Australia. And he recorded a new album, um, which uh, was Luxury You Can Afford. And it didn't sell much. But then in 1979, Joe Cocker went on the Woodstock in Europe, Europe tour and had Arlo Guthrie and Richie Havens playing there as well. Um, and from there, you know, from 1983 or so to almost present day, he was kind of performing everywhere, right? Like just well, with everybody he, and everywhere.
1: Didn't he have a song in the eighties that, that kind of brought him back into the,
0: I thought he did. So he re- recorded a duet called Up Where We Belong from the soundtrack of an officer and gentleman in 1982, which got, uh, an Oscar for him. Yeah, re- and Grammy Award too. Yeah,
1: I remember he I remember something happened real good real great for him in the 80s. And
0: so after that, Ray Charles asked him to perform You Are So Beautiful with them in a television tribute, which is pretty great, mm-hmm. right?
1: Well, yeah, I mean that was his hero.
0: <laughs> and then he released Civilized Man, his ninth studio album. Um and uh the f- track from that, You Can Leave Your Hat On, was featured in nine and a half weeks, the steamy Porn movie, basically. Steamy porn movie. And then his song, Love Lives On, was featured in Harry and the Hendersons in 1987. I love
1: that movie. I love Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> and then his
0: 1987 album, Unchained My Heart, was nominated for a Grammy, uh, which did well.
1: Don't forget, remember when I showed you the where Dr. Dre took the sample from Woman to Woman?
0: Yep. Yep. There was the Woman to Woman. If you listen to Woman to Woman... Uh, by Joe Cocker, it is definitely the same song as Tupac's song "California Love." Correct. It is. It is good stuff. Um, Joe Cocker also performed for President George H. W. Bush at an inauguration in 1989. George, he
1: was probably sitting there looking at his watch again.
0: Right. <laughs> God, is this over yet? Probably so didn't. He good. didn't know. Jordan. So funny. Uh, Cocker performed the Saturday opening set at Woodstock '94 as one of the few alumni from 1969, interestingly enough. Um, I mean he's performed with pretty much everybody, including Phil Collins and Queen and oh oh my goodness, everywhere. Um, and then um, he's play- and then after that, you know in like the early 2000s to his death, he did a lot of just playing with other famous people from his time such as uh, benefit concerts and stuff, right? I mean, that's really where he was. Well, yeah, he,
1: by that point, he was. He, I I would say he's an icon.
0: Oh, he definitely is an icon. So interestingly enough, um, on September 2014, in September 2014, fellow musician Billy Joel stated that Cocker was not very well right now and endorsed Cocker for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall, Hall of Fame. And then, of course, a couple months later, he died from lung cancer. He had smoked 40 cigarettes a day until he quit in 1991. That is a lot.
1: That's how you get that voice, man.
0: That is how you. So, all
1: him. you kids out there listening, if you ever, if you even know who Joe Cocker is, and you want to sing like him, uh huh, you have to smoke at least forty cigarettes a day.
0: At least forty cigarettes. Smoke? Do you think filter, Ro- filter,
1: and filter, in, filter, filter in. and first. All right. Light the go. filter. Um.
0: In 1978, interestingly, a little fun fact: Cocker moved onto a ranch owned by Jane Fonda in California. Ooh. <laughs> I wonder if she I wonder. was there. I, she might have been. I do not know. I would
1: hang out with Jane Fonda. Yeah. I don't you think would? She, I don't think she would hang out with me.
0: So he's he's had quite a bit of albums, you know, studio albums, I'd say he 20, twenty, twenty-five? That many albums. With a little help from my friends was his first one. Then Joe Cocker, uh, I Can Stand a Little Rain, Jamaica Say You Will, Stingray, Luxury You Can Afford, Sheffield Steel, Civilized Man, Cocker, Unchained My Heart, One Night of Sin. Night Calls, Have a Little Faith, Organic, Across from Midnight, No Ordinary World, Respect Yourself, Heart and Soul, Him for My Soul. Oh my goodness, what what's the happening? Fuck?
1: Turn that goddamn, that's like a Dave Chappelle show, dude. You're yes, out.
0: I'm out. Him for My Soul, Hard Knocks in 2010, and Fired Up 2012, which was his, his last one.
1: Yeah, that's close, to, that's like right around 20. Damn, way to go, Joe.
0: So he, he did a lot, and that's not to make his like... His live albums are greatest hit stuff, but he's what a crazy, crazy thing that he's done. He he nominated for many Grammys, won Grammys, won an Oscar. It's crazy. I don't get it.
1: He he was a fucking mega talent, man. What's there to not? And get? it all
0: came back to Ray Charles and Chuck Berry.
1: I mean, he he uh, he just found something that was. I mean, it just kind
0: of like man. seems like oh. Rick Moranis would be <laughs> sounding and impressive like an action star in the movies, but...
1: What are you talking about, dude? He's the ultimate tough guy in Spaceballs.
0: <laughs> he is. He's Dark Helmet. Yeah. <laughs> kind of idiot would put the that perfect cast right there.
1: It is pretty good. It's like the it, that, that cast in that movie is like the backing band for Joe Cocker on the Mad Dogs and Englishmen tour. Really? Couldn't have been any better. Yeah. It's, it is good. Um, so... Bird on a Wire, fucking great song. Did you ever get to see Joe Cocker live? I never got to see Joe Cocker.
0: I wish I did. That would have been a good show.
1: Yeah. What did it say he died in two thousand four?
0: Fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. December, right before Christmas. Okay. So do you remember they did that um, movie Across the Universe? Mm-hmm. The Beatles music. Yeah. He's in that. He's really? really? I've never seen that movie. You haven't. He's no. a really big pimp in the movie. Like he plays like a pimp. To a bunch of girls. So they just cast him. Yeah. Joe Cocker is a, a pimp. He's a pimp. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean... Who, who would, What? Who else would wear a tie-dye shirt, khaki, uh, <laughs> denim, jeans, and American flag boots?
0: I'm, I'm going to look a that A motherfucking
1: yeah. pimp. That's who would wear it.
0: Joe Cocker outfit Woodstock. That'd
1: be a great Halloween costume.
0: Good luck trying to find that.
1: Dude, that, that shit would be easy to find.
0: Yeah, the tie-dye shirt tucked in yeah, to t- his jeans...
1: But they're like khaki denim.
0: They're no, they, they are denim for sure. I'm trying to find his.
1: Or corduroy. His they're boots. like corduroy denim or something.
0: Yeah, they're they're they corduroy denim. Yeah, they have like pinstripes on them.
1: Yeah, dude, he fucking look. I'm telling you that what looks more rock and roll than that? Nothing.
0: And he's just up there, Eric guitar. Oh no, so you're right. There's no red in them. It is just blue boots with this uh, white. Uh, stars
1: on him. I'm only wrong once a day and I was wrong earlier so yeah I'm fucking, there you I'm, go all you people out there watch out I'm I'm coming for you
0: you're, you're he's coming for you um yeah that is uh that is what that is that is that is Joe Cocker he lady. looks great he looks amazing he's up there sweaty as shit Dude, it's and hot. he just looks like he's going to he, he looks
1: you know what he looks like he's about to do It looks like he's about to go on a fucking mass murder spree. Yeah, he 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 looks absolutely possessed.
0: He really does. It looks like something came over him. Mm -hmm. Because after singing those songs and then just letting his voice go, it's kind of like when they recorded that Beatles album and the last album is Twist and Shout. And they recorded it all in a row. And... John Lennon was like, I'm just going to yell this last one. Like, yeah. it's just let it go. That's what he did. He yeah. really just... He knew what
1: he was doing. Right. He, he was like, this is a perfect time and perfect place for this song to happen. Right. And he just fucking went all in and he nailed
0: it. He nailed it. Well, yeah, well, best performances.
1: Second best performance at Woodstock, in my in my
0: opinion. In your opinion.
1: Which matters to no
0: one. No one. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm right. It's, no, it, it's... I, I could, again, I hate using the word iconic, but yeah. It is, when you think of Woodstock, you think of Hendrix, and you think of Joe Cocker. Mm-hmm. You don't think of um, like The Who, even though they were there. You yeah. don't think of Sly and the Family Stone, even though they got yeah. everybody up at 3 a.m. to party. Kicked ass. Yeah.
1: You don't think of sha na You
0: don't think of sha na <laughs> Or Crosby, Steels Nash, Young. No Young. Edi- no Young. Edit him out in the yeah, video. they did. Neil
1: said, "Get that fucking camera off the stage."
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah,
1: that is. Uh... I think he said. I think he told him to get it out of his fucking face. Get it,
0: get it out of my face, man.
1: I don't blame him. So yeah, there's
0: a. Uh, it's it's good stuff. I
1: feel like we did a, in the community a very good service today. We did. We introduced him to some new shit. Church of the Cosmic Skull. Told him to go back and re-listen to a classic album that most people would probably think is dog shit.
0: Electric Ladyland.
1: No. Blind Melon.
0: Blind Melon. No but one
1: would possibly no think Electric Ladyland <laughs> is dog shit. What is yeah. wrong with you?
0: One one hit wonder. Yeah. Yeah, not a one. Blind wonder. Melon, yeah, no, no Rain.
1: This is a good one.
0: And then Electric Ladyland is a classic album. And of course, Joe Cocker. This is what
1: you call good karma. Good karma. Where in the burbs, he says, back in... What do you say? Back in Japan, we used to call this sort of thing bad karma. <laughs> the Klopex. The clopex. What is that? Slavic?
0: Is Slavic? No. I like when he eats the pretzel with the sardine on it. And he just starts... Sardine? <laughs> yeah. Sa- sardine? Yeah. You ever, you ever see your neighbor take out their garbage and beat the shit out of it <laughs> in the middle of the night? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never seen that one. No, right. I've never seen that All right, we are The Unbalanced Note, um, our podcast. Please subscribe. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. You can find us on BoomstickComics.com. I'm Brian Kluger. And, of course, joining me every episode, the wonderful, the luscious, the delicious, the redhead, Jacob Douglas. I've been on all but one episode. Because you did one with Kimball I I, I did, did with Jonathan Kimball. We did. You cheated on me. We did. I did. But I knew
1: about it, so I was cool with it. He still
0: brings it up. He still. I shall talked about one of my favorite fucking bands without me. Who? Post Malone, Michael Jackson, The Birds. <laughs> the Birds. No, it wasn't The Birds. Yes, was it? Was it was The Birds? It yes. wasn't
1: Tom Petty. No. It was
0: Are you the, sure? I'm very, very, very he, sure. He knows. Yeah. Still angry. <laughs> we'll do Birds part two soon. Without Jonathan. Without Kimbrell, Take that. Take that. All right. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be back uh, very soon. We miss you and love you, and we'll talk with you later.